you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. But we're here to announce that uh, Trackhouse Entertainment Group and Trackhouse Racing has purchased the NASCAR operation of Chip Ganassi Racing. Trackhouse has acquired all of the NASCAR assets of, of Ganassi Racing, including all the equipment and its two charters. Um, Trackhouse will take ownership of the assets at the conclusion of the 2021 racing season. I must say our team was not for sale. Justin simply came to me with a great offer and even a better vision for, for racing. Being at this moment right now, it does truly feel like um, just another part of a great motorsport story. There's lots of work to do for us at Trackhouse, but there's also a lot of enthusiasm to do that work. So I want to thank again everybody that helped make this come together on this project, and I want to congratulate Chip on the indelible mark that you've made in the sport. Big news out of the NASCAR Hall of Fame today. The announcement that Trackhouse has acquired CGR. Steve Letard here, Kyle Petty. Kyle, we're going to dig into this right away, but first... They don't let you and I get the facts straight. When there's an announcement this bringing, <laughs> this big, we bring in the professor, Nate Ryan. Nate, help us with the facts of this announcement, what we heard today, what we know, uh, and what this means moving forward for both organizations. Well, what it means, Stevie, is that Justin Marks' track house racing will purchase Chip Ganassi Racing in full starting with the 2022 season. That means track house gets both of the charters, both of those full-time cars that Ganassi has, also means the track house will operate out of Chip Ganassi Racing's building in Concord, North Carolina. Track house still will maintain a large presence in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, they're based there in downtown. And Justin Marks said today that in 2023, the team probably will look at moving its competition base to Nashville as well. But for now, next year, track house racing will be operating out of Chip Ganassi Racing in 2022 with those two charters. Daniel Suarez will be one of its drivers. They have not determined who the other driver will be, uh, but Justin Marks today said that Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch, the two drivers currently at Ganassi, are at the top of his list. Well, thanks, Nate. Mm. Kyle, before we dig into yes. this, I guess, first of all, I heard rumblings. I knew there was a track house announcement. I had no idea it was going to be of this magnitude no. or involved Chip Ganassi Racing. Surprised? Really surprised. Um, we're talking Chip Ganassi Racing. Okay, we're, we're not talking some of these other teams that have been out there and have been in the rumor mill. We're talking Chip Ganassi Racing, who has been a part of this sport um, forever, it feels like. You know what I mean? We talk Penske, we talk Gibbs, we talk Hendrick, we talk Ganassi. That's, the, that's just part of the conversation. So um, I will have to say they did a great job uh, of <laughs> keeping it under wraps. They did a great job. I, I, let me ask you something, Nate. It, it, we, when you say they're going to operate out of Ganassi's, they're going to operate out of Ganassi's in 22, but they're looking right. to maybe move in 23, right? I, I just want to make sure that, that, that I heard that part right. You, you did hear that right, Kyle. They are going to be in Ganassi's building in 2022, and then in 23, Justin Marks left it open. They haven't determined where they'll be possibly in Nashville. 
Uh, they will remain a Chevrolet team. And, you know, this year, Trackhouse has essentially operated as a third Richard Childress racing car. They've been very much uh, immersed in welcome North Carolina up there at the RCR headquarters. And Justin Mark said that relationship definitely will continue the rest of 2022, but uh, 2021, but sort of remains to be seen what happens in 2022, how Trackhouse will work with Richard Childress racing, how many of its employees uh, they'll keep from Ganassi. Uh, and, you know, there's, so there's, so there's a lot of moving pieces here. And, you know, Justin Marks was also asked today, uh, the, the big story with that team, other than Daniel Suarez doing well in that car this year, of course, has been Pitbull coming on as an investor in Trackhouse this year. Uh, there has been talk about Tony Robbins also coming on as an investor. Uh, Justin Marks said today that that's a possibility, but there was no increase in investment here by Pitbull or by Tony Robbins. There was no injection of cash. Yeah. This was just uh, an instance in which Trackhouse needed charters for next year. They knew they wanted to run at least and one and probably two cars. They needed two charters. And uh, initially, Justin Marks was looking around for a charter, and he said they got turned down for four charters. So they sort of changed their approach after that, and they went to big picture, how are we going to do this? And they just decided, well, if we look at the entire landscape, is there another way to do this? And Justin Marks has a relationship with Chip Ganassi. He's, he won an Xfinity race for Chip Ganassi. And of course, Chip likes winners, so they have a good relationship. And Justin Marks said about two months ago, he called Chip Ganassi and they started the discussion. No terms were disclosed in terms of what they paid for or any other details. Um, but Chip Ganassi was obviously pleased with this deal. And he said that he likes uh, Justin Marks' vision. And you know, for you guys to react to, I mean, Ganassi said on his on his way out here that you know he feels as if he's 63 years old and this is a good time to exit NASCAR because you have the next gen car it's kind of a relief that he doesn't have to worry about that but also all this fresh ownership blood you have colleague racing with two new cup teams next year you have now Trackhouse with two new teams Jeff Gordon of course coming in now is the number two guy at Hendrick Motorsports starting next year Brad Keselowski reportedly going to join Roush Fenway as a co-owner. So Chip Ganassi, I think, just looked at all of that and thought the landscape was right for him to exit NASCAR after 20 years and 21 full seasons. Yeah, not to mention this year, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, yeah. the biggest probably name yeah. in all of sports, Gus, and it jumps into NASCAR ownership. So for me, Kyle, when I analyze this, what I see is a charter system working. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm of the opinion Without charters, Chip Ganassi Racing had nothing to sell to Trackhouse. Yeah. They would have went and bought some next-gen cars. They would have bought their own building. They would have bought their own haulers. And Chip Ganassi would have decided to either continue or not, but with no payday. Yeah. So a guy that invested 20 years, over 20 years in NASCAR, we and I discussed yeah. it, one of the biggest races that NASCAR has to offer, there should be an exit strategy because yeah. the only way we get fresh ownership in is if you feel there's a way to get out with a little bit of financial recourse, yeah. right? I mean, you got to be able to at least reclaim some of it. Another thing I think we should point out, because there's been all this charter conversation, is there's this misconception that you have to have a charter yeah, to race true. a NASCAR. That is a misconception. That is inaccurate. There are 36 <laughs> charters and yet 40 starting spots in every Cup Series race. Why the business model is very different non-charter, yeah. the invitation to race is real. Is, is you there? have every opportunity to go take yes. part. And, 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 and people that say the charter system stifles that creativity or that growth uh, are wrong because what, what they're basically saying is, oh, well, if you don't have a charter your business model won't work. It, your business model will work. It just has to be a different business right. model. You just have to, to rearrange it. Here, here's my question to, to you and to Nate. Um, as, as I look at this, and, and as soon as I heard the, the announcement, the first thing I thought was, this is a charter play. It's a yep. charter play. Yep. Do you believe 
and, and you're in the middle of it with, with Spire Racing. You're in the middle of a lot of this. Do you believe, and you just talked about the charters, gives the most credibility to anything that has happened since the charter system came along? that this legitimizes the charter system as, yes, this is important to the sport. The transfer of ownership of a company the size of Chip Ganassi Racing yeah. with, you heard there, all of its assets, including the charters, completely legitimizes what the charters do for ownership, Nate. In my opinion, I think, you know, equipment is very hard to value because it's never more valuable than the day yeah. you buy it or the day you design it, right? So... It's tall. You, you think you have a depreciating asset? Buy some race cars. You want to see some depreciation? Right. <laughs> they'll depreciate. The point is, you have to have some appreciating assets yeah. more than real estate. Yeah. And I think these charters now gives a real businessman the ability yes. to go to a real financial institution and say, "Hey, look, here's, my I'm buy, here's the deed to the house. Here is, here's the deed to my race team." Finance me a little bit of cash flow. I'm going to go get some sponsors, and we're going to race. It's the only thing that makes sense. Look at the ownership landscape. You went through the list. It's vast. And I will safely say, I don't think we're done hearing it. I think this is a, a common occurrence we're going to continue to hear the rest of this year, next year, the next year. I think that this now gives people that want to be in NASCAR a way to get in, and people that are in NASCAR who don't want to be here a reasonable business manner to exit. Yeah, and I think what supports that, Stevie, is that Chip Ganassi had no plans to sell the team until he was approached by Justin Marks because of those charters and because of the value that Justin Marks saw in those charters. You know, we don't know what these charters are worth because, you know, they're sold privately and deal, uh, details today weren't disclosed. But, uh, you know, Dale Jr. told the Associated Press that, that he heard that $10 million was the going rate for the calling the uh, college charters. So... Even though Chip Ganassi wasn't looking to get out of NASCAR, uh, Justin Marks essentially made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. And I, again, like I think Ganassi looked at that and looked at 21 seasons in NASCAR, a good 20-year run, and thought now might be the right time to exit. And to your point about, you know, it, does this validate the charter system? Ganassi said today, absolutely yes. He, he feels as if the charters are, would have positioned NASCAR to have this fresh ownership blood. And to allow a guy like Chip Ganassi, again, age 63, 21 seasons in NASCAR's premier series to exit and feel as if he's done a lot. And I know we, we were talking about this, Kyle. I mean, when you look at Chip Ganassi racing, no championship, but it does have Daytona 500 win, does have a Brickyard 400 win, uh, probably has enough victories where a guy who's won the Indy 500 and has, you know, enumerate success in IndyCar probably feels as if he's done a lot enough in NASCAR to feel like he's he's done good. Oh, he has done good. He, he has done good. You can't you can't question that. Uh, when you look at the drivers that he's had, when you look at Jamie McMurray winning winning Daytona, you look at him winning Indy. You look at at those races. A championship. I mean, there were years we talked about just as we talk about Penske sweeping Indy and Daytona and the Coke 600. We talked about Ganassi doing the same thing. So to be in that same conversation is huge. I want to go back to the track house thing for a minute, though, um, with you, Nate, and, and with, with both of you guys. They appear, if I listen to what Justin Marks has said, um, from the very, very beginning, from the time they first showed up, from the time, you know, Armando first showed up, Pitbull first showed up with him, as these guys have talked, it's a platform. And they are called Track House Entertainment Group. The race team is under the Track House Entertainment Group. Um, they have moved along a lot faster than I think what their original plan was. Yep. Obviously, we're only, what, 16, 18, 20 races into the season, and they've already bid off two charters and, and moving forward. 
How do you see this platform? How do they how do they expand on the platform of Daniel Suarez, yeah. of of Pitbull, of you know th- what they look at it as? It's about racing, but it's about building a broader audience. And I think they've changed the demographics. When you look in the stands and you see more Latinos, more Hispanics in the in the audience, I think they have changed that. How do they continue that under this? Well, I will say, Nate, I'm going to jump in here. One thing that I think has made this team different is it wasn't about when the announcement of track house i'm going to call it eight or ten months ago i don't remember came to be it was the ownership group saying we are going to be about uh stem education science and math working with uh different schools in different areas of the country pitbull then comes on and they take that i call it a moral compass or maybe it's a company a mantra to a different level and I really think Nate what that allows is for the team to be successful without necessarily must winning races their goal is to win and everybody wants to win but when someone gets into anything and and you see Pitbull right here right he never talks about winning he talks about improving a community improving a group educating people you know when when that is kind of your guiding light for a race team I believe that allows them to make moves like this, Nate, and and worry a little bit about the competitive side second. And I know that sounds silly, but I almost think that's a better business model for for a major sports organization. Look at companies in this country. They're growing about doing right by the country, and it ends up being monetized. It looks to me that Trackhouse, Pitbull, um, you know, they're trying to have a, a mantra other than let's go win races. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to jump in right there and say for 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 Pitbull, for I, I spent last week, spent a couple of days with. Him. That is a win for him. Yeah. That is a win. Improving the community, changing people's lives, moving the needle morally is a win for him. So, I, sorry, just wanted to throw that out. No, I, I'm looking forward to watching that episode, by the way, as well, Kyle, on uh, Dinner Drive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have seen it. We saw Pitbull at Nashville and the amount of excitement that he brought just being on the grid. Uh, he tweeted in support of this announcement today. And, and I haven't checked recently, but – Millions of people saw that because he has millions of Twitter followers. Uh, and he is a transcendent personality, much the way, you know, Stevie mentioned MJ was a huge pickup. And Michael Jordan was at Pocono uh, as the co-owner of Denny Hamlin's car with Bubba Wallace. And uh, all of these things, are, I think, are good for the race teams, but they're definitely good for NASCAR as a whole because they're, they're putting new eyeballs on NASCAR that probably normally wouldn't be watching. And, you know, to Steve's point about, how Trackhouse maybe operates a little bit differently. I think we've heard that from Justin Marks a lot. He views himself as a little bit of a disruptor. He wants to, I think, be viewed as a visionary. He's a very young guy. Uh, and again, this is what Chip Ganassi is talking about, that all the talk we do about uh, a new generation of drivers in NASCAR and IndyCar, there's definitely a new generation of owners that have suddenly come into the NASCAR Cup Series. And Justin Marks really... Uh, is it the vanguard of that? And, you know, to tie it back to the charter discussion, I don't know if this can happen without the charter system being in place. And I think also with the next-gen car next year, is that, that next season that's really, I think, going to change the, the business model and the framework and the dynamic where you don't – I think, you know, teams will be able to be a little bit more nimble in the terms of the way they operate. And I think that will give uh, Justin Marks that pathway to potentially moving the competition base of this team eventually to Nashville outside of the Charlotte hub. Well, we're far from done discussing this major news about Trackhouse yeah. acquiring Chip Ganassi Racing, but Motor Mouse isn't just a three of us. Motor Mouse is a call-in <laughs> show, so let's have the fans call in. one nascar nbc We'd love to take your call. And NASCAR is on the line. Big news Ooh. today, sir. What's your question? 
I'll tell you what, our sport is changing. I love it. I love what you guys said. Um, I do feel I, I love what they're going to do to the community, but performance is key in our sport, obviously. But how, with this announcement, how long do you guys feel before we start saying Trackhouse is now uh, their mega team in our sport? How long do you think this comes together with all the resources they get now? Well, I don't know if mega team, but I will say that Chevrolet has been very vocal. They announced their tech center yeah. a couple months ago. They're changing their entire uh, support of the Chevrolet teams. So I think that helps a team like Trackhouse. When you look at Chip Ganassi, they were what Chevrolet calls one of their key partners, one of their major organizations. I'm going to go with the assumption when you buy the whole company, that yep. means you become that key person. And we know it's about OEM support. So I think Trackhouse making this investment to two cars helps them yep. move forward. Now, listen. You still got to have guys that sit in the seat. Yeah. So that second driver is going to be interested to see who it key. is. But yeah. I believe, much like you said, I will go on record that I didn't have them running as well as they run yeah. this year. No. They've outperformed my expectation. Yeah. So I don't know about Mega Team, but why can they not continue to outperform? I think they're on their way. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think, I think and, and, and Carl nails it a little bit there where he says his perception is now they're in Mega Team. And, and I think this has to do with perception. Uh, and we were talking about it before. If we look at, at Denny Hamlin and, and Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace, we expect that team to win week in and week out because Denny's a winner and, and Michael Jordan was a winner. So this team, they own a team. By God, they should be running up front. They should be winning races. Trackhouse with Justin Marks and with Pitbull, they come in and they run 15th, they run 13th, they run 7th or 8th, and we say, what a great year these guys are having. What a great... We, we look at, at, at Bubba and, and Michael Jordan and we say, they're not having a great year. We look at Daniel and, Pitt and Trackhouse and we say, they're having a great year, but they're the same in points. They're right there together. Right. They do the same thing we can win. So it's perception a lot of times on how we perceive this. They have moved to a different era or a different area. I still think, and, and listen, we're just sitting here running our mouth, just yak, yak, yak. That's all we're doing because we're not privileged and we're not privy to what goes on in their private meetings, what their plan is, how much this sped up their plan. Maybe this, after six months, they're already into their five-year plan. Maybe this was their five-year plan. Maybe they had to jump ahead just to get those charters because, as we say, we believe it to be a charter-driven thing. Um, I think they have the potential with Chevy. I think they have the potential with the partners that they've put together to build themselves into a team. I do believe Justin Marks is a little bit of a visionary because he looked at the problem and he came at it from a different angle. He looked at the problem of not having a charter and did he go and he go to these smaller teams and say, let me have your charter, let right. me buy. No, he went to the top of the pile. He went to the top of the heap and just bought a team. We haven't seen that in this sport. Did he come into the sport the way he partnered, the way he teamed, the way they embedded themselves with Richard Childress Racing? Totally different than anything we've ever seen. You know what I mean? So he's approached the sport different. He is showing us a new model. He is showing us a new direction to get somewhere. If they turn this team into a mega team, yeah. if it does become that mega team that wins races and wins multiple times and wins the big races and contends for championship, you're going to see a lot of other people line up and follow this same road. Um, and I think we'll be talking about it then a lot more. Yeah, and to follow up on that, Kyle, I mean, those reverberations that you're talking about, I, I think that this was an accelerated plan. I mean, Justin Marks wanted, I think, to get to where he got to today eventually, but it was probably going to be a year or two down the ro road if he just acquired a couple of charters to guarantee his spot. Now that he gets two charters and gets a team and has Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch, 
to potentially choose from as the second driver in his car. I mean, again, there, there are a lot of repercussions here that are a ripple effect through the entire industry that doesn't just start with Ch Trackhouse's timeline being accelerated because, again, we have two drivers here in Bush and Chastain. Now we have to find out what they're going to be doing next year in 2022. Uh, the monster sponsorship that goes with Kurt Busch, that's also kind of up in the air. As I mentioned, what happens with the Richard Childress racing relationship? All of these parties found out today. Uh, to go back to Steve's point originally, I mean, this was one of the rare best kept secrets in NASCAR. Usually news like this is not say on the radar, but Richard Childress Racing, Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch all learned of this deal today. And so that's obviously gonna have an impact on all of their futures and how that'll happen. Uh, that'll unfold, I'm sure, over the next few months here in the 2021 season. I'm just surprised with the uh, party that Trackhouse threw at Tootsie's in Nashville that they had any money left to buy some charters. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it was an A-plus party. Uh, <laughs> they showed us uh, some great hospitality in Nashville. But uh, it was big news. Listen, it's big news for NASCAR, but it's a big weekend for racing, right? We get the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series heading up to Elkhart Lake. We're going to be Road America. But it's a racing doubleheader because IndyCar will be down the road at Mid-Ohio. And this guy, Connor Daly, the mullet man, will be behind the wheel. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, now you know why he is a fan favorite and a great personality. That was Connor Daly all the way back at preseason media day. Connor, <laughs> I can see the mullet is still going. Uh, I hate to bring this up. But I was at my first Indy 500. I know it didn't go your way. You hit the missile, the tire on turn two, you know. But what was it like that day, leading laps, hometown crowd, the place was erupting when that you and that amazing mullet took the lead? Oh, what, man? Uh, that was one of the coolest days for sure that I've had in this sport. I mean, that's that, that track, that place, that event, uh, it means everything to me, my family. Um, and I, I mean, I had no idea what was happening at the time. I mean, I assumed it was cool, but, uh, it wasn't until after the race when I saw the videos and the, you know, the, the incredible, uh, footage from NBC and, uh, what Lee Diffie was saying about, uh, apparently the mullet, the flying mullet didn't know that was a thing. Um, so yeah, so it, it was awesome. Um, just one of the coolest days of my life without a doubt. And, uh, definitely one of the coolest tracks this weekend, Connor, huge 4th of July weekend with NASCAR's at Road America, IndyCar, Mid-Ohio, which I know you guys love both those places. You guys just ran Road America. Uh, you know, Stevie mentioned you led 40 laps at the Indy 500, but I, I think you're also known for your, your street and road course prowess. But race day hasn't gone quite as well for you on, on qualifying day. I know you, you qualified well at Detroit, uh, good qualifying at Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, but the finishes quite haven't been there. And what, what do you hope to change around at, at Mid-Ohio to, to change that trend? Well, we've been hit by a lot of other people. That would be the first goal is to avoid that. Um, that's goal number one. 
But realistically, when you look at it, you know, we, we've had the pace. We've had a lot of, uh, you know, good things happening. And I think all of you guys are in racing. You know what happens kind of behind the scenes. A lot of people just see the results. There's like, all right, he started here, finished here. Realistically, we are a lot further ahead in our our own program than we were last year. Um, you know, we qualified fourth at Mid-Ohio last year, and we didn't have three quarters of the information that we have now um, that we've benefited from. So I think we're very, very excited. We know the progress that we've made within the team. We know the problems that we've had um, in all these races, you know, whether it's getting taken out at the NDGP, getting hit at certain other races, you know, having strategic things that, you know, didn't play, you know, play out to our favor. So, you know, it does not look great on paper. Absolutely. No denying that. But I feel really good about the team, the, the progress that this team has made. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very excited for this weekend because guess what? We've got the U.S. Air Force flying the flag on July 4th. What way to, uh, you know, better way to celebrate than getting our first win together there. All right. So let me, let me just say there is nothing wrong with the mullet, dude. I rocked that thing. <laughs> For uh, listen, in real time, I walked back there, and if it would quit falling out, I'd still have one. Okay, I, and so I, I'm I'm a firm believer of, of mullet nation, man. So I'm I'm good there. Here's what I want to know. I have watched growing up. Races. Hang on, you were my favorite NASCAR driver of all time growing <laughs> yes. up. So I just want to let you know that that is partially why I have every single one of your diecast cars that has ever been produced. And even the trailers, if they made those. So don't worry. Fun fact for your day today. <laughs> Thank man. you, man. That just made my day. If I had a mic to drop, I'd just drop it and walk off after that one, man, because that, that says it all. I love the testimonial. So hey, I have watched, the, watched you guys race this year. The intensity is just fascinating to me. I mean, I, I'm Lee Diffie, you guys wheel to wheel, bouncing off of each other. And then all the fans are back, too. Has that raised the intensity? Because it just seems like there is a different feel this year to IndyCar racing. You hit the nail on the head. There's so much excitement. Um, you know, we've got such a diverse group of talent as well. I mean, we've got, you know, V8 Supercar champions. You've got Jimmy Johnson. You've got Roman Grosjean coming over from F1. We've got, you know, people forget that Marcus Erickson was also not in Formula 1 not too long ago as well. You've got so many guys that have that have come over, um, you know, to compete in our championship. And I think it's, it's such an incredible scene and, and even now Cody Ware is racing I mean we've got a bunch of NASCAR guys a bunch of Formula One guys all people from all over the world so I, I think it's 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 one of the most competitive series well seasons for sure my, the most competitive season that I've been involved in in my sort of short IndyCar career so far um, but uh, it, it's been exciting to be a part of and I think honestly when you do achieve results uh, it does mean a lot because you know who you're beating you know you're going up against some of the best in the world right now um, and I just hope that more and more people keep tuning in to watch because I think what we're doing right now is, um, you know, is, is awesome and a lot of fun. Well, you could catch Connor Noon, uh, NBC for Mid-Ohio. Now I'm going to start labeling him. It's uh, Kyle Petty, super fan, Connor Daly. So, Connor, you know, we talked a lot about IndyCar, but, the, you know, I want the viewers here to realize you're not IndyCar only, right? Xfinity, you've run at Road America. You've run some truck races. So give me the snapshot of your career. I mean, this is deal-making Wednesday. We saw a team bought. I mean, what's the chances we can see you back in the, in the NASCAR garage at some point? Hey, what I would love to, especially on the Xfinity side on the road course. I had so much fun uh, driving for Roush uh, back in who knows when it was 2018. I think uh, at Road America we had such a great race going, and uh, and we had a mechanical failure. But the trucks have been an awesome experience as well. Nice Motorsports, those guys 
would love to be out there in the NASCAR scene uh, yet again. So who knows? I know there's a lot of really cool news today, and I definitely want to say Justin Marks. That's awesome. I think Justin Marks, honestly, is potentially on his way to you know being one of those names in motorsport that we're very familiar with. You've got the Hendricks of the world, Gibbs, Roush. Uh, you've got Penske, Ganassi, and Andretti. I mean, all those names, I honestly truly believe that Justin Marks is going to be one of those guys in the next 20 years. I think what he's done already in the sport as a team owner is fantastic with Daniel Suarez. And his brain is very big. I can see it. A lot of good business being done. Incredible deals that he's working on. Being involved with the Nashville race. I think that's that's awesome. And our sports kind of mingling together, IndyCar and NASCAR. I think all that stuff is good for motor racing in general uh, in, in North America. Well, you heard it. Well, staying on the, stay, I'll go ahead, Nate. I was going to say, you know, staying on the news of the day, Connor, uh, I just want to get your reaction to Ganassi. Obviously, huge IndyCar presence. Uh, what you make of that, if that would have any impact on the IndyCar side. And also, uh, we learned today that Renus VK, your teammate at Carpenter Racing, will be back this weekend at Mid-Ohio. I know you had to work with a couple of temporary drivers the last couple of races. Are you looking forward to having Renus back as well? Yeah, I was in the city yesterday in Charlotte, and uh, you know he's feeling good. I think that kid's basically a robot now. He's invincible, um, so it's it's pretty impressive. But um, but yeah, on the Ganassi side, I mean, Chip's a smart guy. He he's one in everything. He likes winners, as he says. Uh, and you know, I think he's he's still and and currently running probably one of the strongest IndyCar programs on the grid right now. Um, so, you know, who knows what he wants to do next? I mean, I'm sure he's not necessarily pulling out a motorsport, you know what I mean? He's going to he's gonna have something up his sleeve that's really, really cool, I'm sure. And, um, you know, I respect the heck out of that guy and, uh, and Justin Marks as well. All right, so, uh, listen, you've driven the Xfinity cars and the trucks. You know what the cup cars are. They're going to Road America. What, as a fan, can we expect? What, what do we need to look for up there? You know the heavy cars. You know what... Where are going to be the cool places? Where are they going to be the trouble spots? Where are going to be the places that we need to watch for as we watch the cup cars run here for the very first time? Well, I have a car there. I actually do have some experience in, in that type of car there. So it, it's honestly something where I think you can expect uh, a lot of side-by-side racing, but the track is very narrow. It's, it's something that I think will affect where people want to go that's the straights are so long that if guys are too wide already where are you going to go are you going to use the grass i mean when i raced there in skip barber racing series when i was 15 we did pass people in the grass there because it was a little bit too narrow so i i think there's there's so many things to do there it's all about the high speed corners as well don't make a mistake in the kink if guys make a mistake in the kink that's a big issue um, but also you're going to put yourself in a bad position into canada corner there at the end of that straight so i think it's going to be a great race for the cup cars. I, I think it's going to be something that people have been looking forward to. I think the crowd is going to really love it. Um, and, I mean, I can promise you that I actually don't know what time the race is, but I plan on watching myself because I assume it's not the same time as ours. <laughs> no, no, it's right after, Con. It's a full day of racing on NBC. Indy cars, noon, mid-Ohio, when that's over. Go back to the fridge, refresh your beverage, come right back from NASCAR in the afternoon. I appreciate all the notes. I've never been to Road America, so I have a page of notes yes. after that breakdown. Uh, so when I get up in the booth, I sound like the kink on the backstretch, can in the corner, the carousel. I'm starting to get some of the, uh, all, the damn, all the different uh, corners and stuff. But we also found a gem 
a complete gem of Kyle Petty. Now we see why you're a Kyle Petty fan. It's all about the hair. And Perfect. my man right here has some hair. Listen. Athlete, athlete, full of success. I mean, I have never seen anything like that before. If that's on a T-shirt, someone please send it my way because I will happily wear it potentially every day of my life. Hey, the only challenge listen, I'll listen. say is if the mullet wasn't good enough luck, Maybe the mustache with the mullet. Maybe yeah, it's a two-way it, thing. You got to put them both it. together. Don't knock it until you rock it, man. That's the way it goes, dude. You can say what you want to. Don't knock it until you rock it. So much fun. Connor, man, we appreciate your time. Always great catching up. I had a blast at the Indy 500. Good luck in mid-Ohio. Good luck, man. Uh, it's been good catching up. And uh, put the thing in victory lane. Air Force, 4th of July. You can't go wrong. Yeah. What? I'll say hi to you guys as soon as we get there. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. I love it. Well, that's good Connor luck, Daly, the man from IndyCar. We got another driver joining. You can't have a racing doubleheader without having a NASCAR driver. So Eric Almarola will join the show next. Kyle, I wish I could grow that. Can't much get hair. enough it's of that. Beautiful. Man. Can't get enough of beautiful. that. Beautiful. I got that hanging over my bed. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yep. All right, from the world of open wheel to the world of stock cars and our favorite driver, the number 10, my man, Smithfield Bacon. I'm a big fan of bacon. Eric Almirola mm. is here. Eric, see, I got the sponsor plug in because <laughs> no one likes a good bacon sandwich like me. So I went ahead and got that out of the way for you. Man, you are pouring it on thick. Favorite driver, <laughs> favorite sponsor. <laughs> hey, that's because you know. called in and you're going to say Kyle and I. You're saving Kyle and I 15 minutes of talking about charter purchases yeah. and team ownership. Yeah, sure. You're helping so, us, so man. So save us and look ahead. <laughs> We're going to Road America this weekend. I've never been there. Uh, I hear it's going to be awesome. We just had Connor Daly on talking about how great it was, how difficult the kink can be. Give us your synopsis. I know you've prepped. How excited are you to go up there? What do you think the keys are going to be for the weekend? Yeah, so I ran there one time a long time ago. I think it was 2010 in a Xfinity car, or Bush car, or whatever it was for uh, for Dale Jr. Uh, when I ran at Junior Motorsports. And I literally, this year, thinking about going back to Road America, okay. could not remember the racetrack. Um, I just couldn't remember it. I didn't know like anything about it. I didn't remember where turn one was. I, I couldn't remember the racetrack. And so um, through the last couple months uh, have been starting to dive in and, and learn the racetrack and then doing some simulator work uh, at the Ford simulator so I've gotten a lot of reps and a lot of uh, laps in simulation and looking forward to going to put the race car on the racetrack to actually uh, run on the racetrack but it looks 
amazing. Um, the countryside up there is beautiful. I, I remember going up there. The only thing I do remember about being up there is uh, the title sponsor of the race uh, put on a concert by Tim McGraw. And I remember, uh, I remember that and that being kind of a long night. <laughs> well, obviously, Eric, obviously, Eric, uh, the, the news of the day, uh, Ganassi being uh, purchased by Trackhouse Racing, uh, I, you know, I'm sure that that's oh, really? the, the, the talk of Road America. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that news and just seems like there's been a lot of uh, charters, owners, drivers. There's a lot of things happening in NASCAR. It's just been a kind of a newsy uh, month. And I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on everything that's uh, transpired recently. Well, I just think it it, it speaks uh, to the way the sport is continuing to transition. Um, you know, with uh, the the charter market seems to be a hot market. Um, everybody is anticipating this next gen car that's coming and um, the efficiencies that it brings from a team side of things. And uh, obviously, there will be a lot of startup cost, I'm sure, for the race teams. But um, going down the line, um, I think it's it's promised to be a uh a more cost effective car to race and uh the parity and and all those things with teams not being able to develop all the parts and pieces uh on a continual basis uh like they currently do so i think there's a lot of high hopes for for the next gen car and there's a lot of interest in our sport um and and you see it through you know the charter acquisitions that have been happening so uh, from a driver's perspective um and staying on the same subject you know, as new owners come in, like colleague, um, as as teams expand and contract, um, and and you know, and and we said, uh, as we talked about it earlier, you've got Kurt Busch and you've got Ross Chastain sitting there, uh, and one of those seats is already taken up by Daniel Suarez. We already know that before the season even starts. What does that do to the mindset of, of current drivers that are out there? Because you're sitting there and you're looking at the expansion, but you're looking at the contraction of some way in some ways of driver's seats because they're bringing drivers from outside the sport or from the other divisions, from the truck series or from the Xfinity series in. What is, does that affect you in any way or how does that spread through the garage area? Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm flying off the cuff a little bit just because this is all kind of news to me. <laughs> I don't, believe it or not, I don't keep up with, uh, with the daily news much. Um, I, I find that my life's a little bit less hectic and a little easier to not do that. But, um, you know, I, I think our sport has always evolved and, and our sport, uh, you know, has, has always had a certain amount of entries in the race. And, and rather there was 50 race cars show up to the racetrack for 43 spots or there's 40 cars show up to the racetrack for 40 spots. Um, and, and now with the charter system, you know, there's cars that are guaranteed in the race through that charter system. I, I believe it's 36. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think there's 36 charters. So I don't think that number is changing. So from my standpoint, it really doesn't change a whole lot. Um, you know, and, and I don't think for any of the other drivers in the garage area as well. Um, there's, there's a certain amount of, of race cars that are going to show up to the racetrack and that's what makes it so, um, you know, unique and that's what makes it uh, honestly rewarding to be at this level in the cup series is that i'm one of 40 right like i, I not not everybody can do it there's 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 so many people that are every bit as talented as as i am that i raced with growing up go-kart racing and all those um you know different forms of racing that i did getting to this point but i was fortunate i was blessed and, and had opportunities 
and was able to make the most of some opportunities to continue to get more opportunities um, to end up where I'm at today. And, and that's what, you know, for me, um, makes makes our sport so coveted and, and, and makes NASCAR really, um, you know, the top the top form of auto racing in our country is because it is so hard and, and there is limited seats and it's not easy uh, to get one of those seats. So when you have one, um, that's why, you know, everybody tries to make the most of it and, and you want to perform and you want to stick around as long as you possibly can. And uh, sometimes you're on the good side of that and sometimes you're not. I love a driver that doesn't hinge on the news. That means you moves you way <laughs> on my list because you need to worry about the 10 and the 10 team. And talk about yeah. this beyond the 10 series, right? So there's this opportunity for fans to kind of get a peek behind the curtain on what's going on with the 10 car, both good, both bad, real. I mean, it, it's kind of uh, the look behind what goes on. Explain to fans, A, what it is and where they can find it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a YouTube series. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. It's a docu-series we've been doing. Um, and, and honestly, it's been a lot of fun to, to hear the feedback from the fans. Um, I was very hesitant and reserved to do it uh, in the beginning. Uh, Dakota, my business manager, and uh, Smithfield and a few other people came to me and, and approached not only me, but my wife Janice about doing it because uh, they're going to be in our home, you know, and around our family life. But it really has um, opened a lot of of eyes and even a lot of opportunities uh, because it gives people a unique view on what a race car driver does besides just holding the steering wheel on Sunday when you see us on, you know, during the race. Um, I, I'm, I'm also a husband. Um, uh, I'm a dad of, of two kids, young little kids. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a business guy and I'm a sponsored marketing guy and all these other things, all these other hats that I wear, um, and it, it just gives people a, a, an inside perspective on what's happening kind of Monday through Saturday. And, and then even at the racetrack, kind of behind the scenes of the conversations that are being had and, and the prep work and all the stuff that goes in to going to get ready to run the race. I like the pitch. Let's take a little listen. I think we have a clip from yeah. the Beyond the Ten series. Let's watch. 37 years since the Cup Series has raced in Nashville, back in the city of music for qualifying today. Last car now on the track for qualifying. It's Ryan Blaney, Almirola, Kyle Busch, Logano, William Byron, Larson currently top five. A little wiggle right there, a little slide with the back. And everyone else. Worked though, didn't it? Not bad. Cost him a little bit of speed and pace to the, to the checkered flag there, but... Well, there's only been a few qualifying sessions over the past year and a half, but this one important for the 10 team and Eric Almirola. He gets his third career pull. Hell yeah. Ricky came out of the hall and said, how about that? So uh, let's be honest. I mean, other than super speedway races this year, the best qualifying effort was 14th. Did you see this coming at the beginning of the day? Well, we haven't qualified, Marty. Uh, we've been putting in a lot of effort trying to get better, and... Uh, just happy for all of our partners, Smithfield, Pit Boss, Go Bowling, Ford, uh, Shady Rays, Honey Stinger, everybody that supports this program. Uh, we've been trying so hard to get back to the way we know how to run. Man, I think that's pretty, good, pretty cool. You're going to give the fans extra access to you. Kyle, don't lie. You'd be nervous if it was uh, uh, behind the, the Kyle Petty series, right? <laughs> 
Oh, it had to be pay-per-view, people. Pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> you would think Marty would know you hadn't qualified all year long, wouldn't you? You would think before you asked that question. No, it's, yeah, sometimes. But, yeah, it really is cool, you know, that, you know, fans, we would never let TV cameras up in the lounge of, of our hauler. And, Stevie, you've been around the sport and Kyle for so long. Like, that is a very unique opportunity for a fan to be able to literally sit along with and experience what it was like for us to watch qualifying. We went out early in qualifying. I think we went out fifth or sixth. And then I had to go up and sit in the lounge and watch the next 30 something cars qualify and hope that we could beat them to, to stay on the pole. So yeah, I just think that that's a, a very unique private kind of intimate opportunity that we're opening up for all the fans to see. And listen, if people like you, they're going to love your kids because your boy, man, he is on fire. <laughs> yes, He's he my is. kind of guy. Yes, right he there. is. Yeah, they uh, they definitely put mom and, and dad to the test for sure. So Alex is uh, eight going on, going on nine, and my daughter's seven going on 27. So we got our hands full. All right, so I got to move it forward. Nashville, you and I have had this conversation. You've been very vocal. When you get behind, you stay behind. There's no qualifying. There's no track position. There's no anything. You used it at Nashville wonderfully, carried it through, and had a great run because of it. Well, once again, we're going to see a little practice, some qualifying at Road America. Does that excite you that you have a little bit of more control on what type of weekend you're going to have? Yeah, it does. Um, it, it certainly does when you can show up and practice. And if you're off a little bit, you can make adjustments. And if you're on, you can fine tune it. Um, I think that that is so important. Like you said, we've gone we've we've gone to a lot of these racetracks, and you don't know if you're off until the green flag waves, and you don't have a chance to work on it until the first pit stop. And oh, by the way, you got a bad starting spot because of you know the point situation you're in, or wherever you finished last week. And oh, by the way, you got a bad pit selection because of where you're at in points and how you finished last week. So. Being able to qualify and, and having the opportunity to work on your car in practice certainly helps a lot. Well, man, we're heading to Brats country, so I'm going to check out Smithfield, see if they got some Brats, because I'm, I'm all for that. And, and uh, looking forward to a new racetrack. It's all about the food, Kyle. It's all about it's the all food, about the man. Food. It's all about the food. Eric, thanks for thanks joining us, yeah. man. It's always fun. Uh, now we're allowed back in the garage, so we're going to come see you this weekend. It's going to yeah. be a blast. All right. You better. See you All guys. Right, we're going to. Right. If you ask Matt Kenseth, we're going to God's country. So that's oh, yeah. zero doubt. That's fact. I'm going to the tent truck because I'm guessing they're going to have brats on the grill. <laughs> so that's where I'm going for lunch. So appreciate we, you joining we us. We will come on. See you guys. All See right. One eight four four NASCAR NBC. Ooh. Call in. Let's talk. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. But we're here to announce that uh, Trackhouse Entertainment Group and Trackhouse Racing has purchased the NASCAR operation of Chip Ganassi Racing. 
Trackhouse has acquired all of the NASCAR assets of, of Ganassi Racing, including all the equipment and its two charters. Um, Trackhouse will take ownership of the assets at the conclusion of the 2021 racing season. I must say our team was not for sale. Justin simply came to me with a great offer and even a better vision for, for racing. Being at this moment right now, it does truly feel like um, just another part of a great motorsport story. There's lots of work to do for us at Trackhouse, but there's also a lot of enthusiasm to do that work. So I want to thank again everybody that helped make this come together on this project. And I want to congratulate Chip on the indelible mark that you've made in this sport. Well, Justin Marks is the owner and visionary of Trackhouse, but he has a pretty famous co-owner, and that is Pitbull. And a tweet from Pitbull, congrats, we're excited about the Team Trackhouse future. I'm going to tell you, um, that's a lot of swagger right there, that's both in the picture and in the tweet. You had Pitbull throwing some tweets your way. Okay, so two things, two things. You look at that picture again, and you see the relief on Chip's face and the worry on <laughs> Justin Mark's face. That, that's, that's good, the juxtaposition there. But I, I, I called, I, I texted Felix Sabatis as soon as I heard this because I thought the 42 car is back in Cuban hands again. Ah. Felix Sabatis was my owner. From, and obviously, he was from Cuba. Now Pitbull is a part of it. It's funny. It's, it's uh, what was it, Chip Ganassi with Felix Sabatis. Yeah, yeah. Now as Trackhouse with Pitbull. Uh, so it's the same kind of thing, man. That's pretty. That, that is pretty cool. That little bit of of history, I guess. I'm gonna tell you, it's big news, Nate. I mean, you could take it so many different ways. Yeah. I actually think it's just as big a news from Trackhouse as it is for Chip Ganassi Racing. And what I mean by that is, you, you know, I can't think of the last time that an owner left the sport um, with something to talk about. Yeah. It came to the press conference and announced his exit. And what I mean by that is, is this whole charter system, the team ownership, the structure. You know, this wasn't a guy getting shoved out. This is a guy saying, I chose to go. I'm going to go IndyCar racing and IMSA car racing. I think it's, it says a lot about the health of NASCAR. Yeah, and, you know, Chip made a point of saying that today, Stevie, that he feels like NASCAR is on the uptick, as he put it. And he's leaving NASCAR not because he's necessarily dissatisfied with the way things are going, but that you have all this fresh blood putting, you know, coming in. And to uh, Kyle's point, it's, it's apropos to mention Felix Sabatas because – Chip said today that he feels like today reminded him of 20 years ago, uh, 2001 Daytona 500, which Chip Ganassi's first race as a NASCAR team owner. Uh, Chip said today that it reminds him a lot of when he called Felix Sabatis 20 years ago about getting involved in NASCAR. So it is generational here, and it is a bit of a changing of the guard in NASCAR team ownership, but it's not as if NASCAR is being left in a bad place, even though Ganassi is such an iconic name in other uh, arenas of motorsport, like you mentioned, IMSA and IndyCar, you know, multiple Indy, 5, Indy 500 winners and championships. Um, Chip Ganassi still is exiting NASCAR at a time when they've got Michael Jordan, they've got Pitbull, um, they've got guys like Justin Marks and Matt Colleague and Brad Keselowski and Jeff Gordon kind of transitioning into new areas of ownership and management. So a, a lot of good things happening for NASCAR right now, even with Chip Ganassi's exit. And I think Ganassi would agree with that. Yeah, you know, I, I look at I, I look at it. It's a it's a huge. We we talk charters. We can talk. Yeah, right. all, all, we can talk a lot of the ripple effect. For me, it's expansion. For me, it's growth in the sport. Yep. For yep. me, it's movement in the sport. It, it, it's an owner that's joining the club under fifty years old. You know what I mean? And is expanding. 
I mean, we've got a lot of 80-year-old owners in this yeah. sport. Let's be honest about it, okay? If we're going to expand, if we're going to grow, if we're going to expand and, and grab those new ideas, it has to be those youthful owners, those guys that think outside the box. Justin Marks is that guy. Bringing Pitbull along is that guy. Denny Hamlin is that guy. Michael Jordan is that guy. There's so many people. My colleague Racing is yeah, right. that guy. Yeah. We can put them in. So um, I, I think it is a huge day for the sport from how it's perceived to the outside world. So it's a huge day for ownership, but I don't think we want this announcement to overshadow the weekend that's upon us. No. We have seen Xfinity Series racing in Road America for 11 years. The racing's been great. The fan base is outrageous. And now that outrageous, rowdy, spectacular fan base. Wisconsin crowd. Wisconsin crowd. (laughs) Wisconsin. Is getting the Cup Series. Handicap it for me. What are we going to see? We got a rain mess at Coda. Forget that one. We're back to road course racing. Who do you like? Listen, I was hoping Connor was going to give me a tip, man. Throw me me a bone here. Throw me something. Um, You know what? I, I... Golly, man! I, you just hate to go in against those those uh, those Hendrick cards. I'm gonna go with William Byron. I, I think my man William Byron is gonna bust him off one this weekend. Uh, maybe not known as a road racer, yeah. Uh, but this is a little bit different place. I think you get out front, he's gonna go. He's been fast enough that yes. I don't think he's a bad pick. So Nate, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What kind of race are we gonna see? And who's your pick? I'm making my fantasy lineup. I need a little help. Let me have it. Okay, well, you know me. I'm the most conservative of the three of us, so I'm just going to go straight chalk and choose Chase Elliott, of course, because not only is he the best road course racer in NASCAR right now, uh, he's got a lot, I think, to prove right now with with, uh, Kyle Larson really kicking butt at Hendrick. I think Chase probably wants the spotlight back on him. As far as what kind of race, I mean, road courses are the new short tracks, right? And four-mile road course with elevation changes and fast straightaways, I mean, this to me – should be a recipe for a classic. People have talked for years about how this historic road course really deserves NASCAR's Premier Series. The Xfinity Series has been a big hit at Road America, and I'm really looking forward to my first trip to Elkhart Lake this weekend because I'm expecting something memorable. Yeah, all that education, and he takes Chase Elliott. Big yeah. stretch. <laughs> uh, big, I mean, he went out. He went, I mean, out he went really out. Way Listen, out it's a full day of racing on NBC. We have Indy Cars, Mid Ohio at noon. And then we have Cup Cars, Road America at 2 p.m. It's going to be a whole excitement. I'm not going with Chase Elliott. Um, I'm actually going for, I think, a first-timer, right? We had Christopher Bell, who won at Daytona. I'm thinking there's going to be a surprise winner. I think it's time to add to the win list. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. There's some guys out there. When I look right here, you got Hamlin or Harvick, McGon, win list. You got Dylan. You got Reddick. But why can't... Someone off this list. Why can't someone deeper in the field go to victory lane? I don't know. I think it's going to be a chaotic race. <laughs> He's not giving us anybody. No, why would I give you? I got to beat you all in fantasy. I'm not giving you my pick. How about Kurt Busch? Let's go with the Ganassi car winning this weekend. That would be the great way to cap a week, man. Ooh, that would be, be a good, good. one. That, be good. that would make that would be, be that would be NASCAR in a nutshell, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? You, you get in a fight on the racetrack, they park you beside each other. You, you sell your team. You win the race. That's the way it works, man. That's the way it works. Maybe Ross Chastain, Nate. Can I sell you on Ross Chastain? No. I'm just going to watch Sports Edge later on this week just to see your pick in Stevie. Because obviously you're not going to tell us until right before it's time to make He gets paid for his picks. picks. He gets paid for his picks, man. That's right. I don't don't get paid, (laughs) but I don't give them out for free. All right. right, So listen, Road America, it's going to be a blast. No, on a serious note, actually, the guy I think that is going to be the hardest one to beat, and he's coming off a little momentum at Fellas Way, is Kyle Busch. I know that's not a new winner, but Kyle Busch, new track. He's in the Xfinity Series race. He's going to be stacked top to bottom. The professor, I'm working on my fantasy league and organizing this big announcement today. NASCAR Motor Mouse. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.